0: Good morning, my friends. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the show. All my V friends, wannabes and otherwise, this is the weekly V cap. We missed last week. We're back. This show is recorded every week at 5 p.m. Eastern time in the Let's V Friends Clubhouse. And with two weeks to recap, there are so many little hints, big topics to address like a vcon speakers list multiple brand collaborations and some announcements in the gary v world as well as the nft space on the whole is sort of coming to life projects that have been nurturing their roots are starting to sprout and grow whether it's mutant ape yacht club or gutter cats or even v friends is seeing a a, a Relative fifteen percent increase in the floor price, and across the board, we're seeing a lot more, um, a lot more volume. And gas sort of uh, agreeing with that. Largely, that, that had to do with the SOS airdrop, which went to those who interacted with the OpenSea platform. I'm going to talk about that uh, version two V friends book games, and the fact that you need to verify the tokens you're receiving no later than December 31st. Otherwise, you can miss out. And VCon as well has some updates, so I'm going to cover as much as I possibly can, be concise and direct with you, and hopefully help you, um, hopefully relieve any bit of fear, uncertainty, or doubt, or FOMO in the VFriend space, because you can just come to this podcast every week and get a recap, a VCAP. Okay, with that being said, let's get into the show big breath okay so there was a lot of little things that happened over the last couple of weeks uh gary was doing nft giveaways on twitter and in discord he gave away a go token on christmas he was sweeping floors over the holidays shared the shack gives back nft project he even bought a cryptopunk for half a million dollars cryptopunk 6633 among other things, we've also confirmed that both Tea with Gary Vee and the Ask Gary Vee Show are coming back soon. So um, the consistency of content that we've been getting from Gary Vee or we expected pre-pandemic seems to be rolling out soon. And I- I'm looking forward to that. I've been saying for months that there must be some massive V Friends documentary in the works that we are going to see. Sooner or later, whether that debuts at VCon or afterward, it's anybody's guess. But um, as Gary has started to release more and more short films, short films on The Secret Wine Party, another weekly V uh, for the first time in a long time, it seems like Gary is very bullish on sort of going back to those content pillars and providing direct value. Remember, while Gary's been very clear, especially in recent AMAs, that It is his number one priority to build this vFriends IP for the next 45 years. He's also spoken about a counter execution for all those who are not um, holding vfriend one tokens and delivering value to his wider community. One of those being vFriends version two, which we're gonna get into. But there was an even uh, cheaper access to the vFriends IP, not in NFT form, but in the form of trading cards. So on December 16th Gary presented a collaboration with Mattel Creations not saying exactly what it was but suggesting that the you know legacy toy company teaming up with V-Friends was going to be a big deal it was revealed the next day that it was a V-Friends branded Uno deck with very specific pairings of characters um uh, Am I gonna? Am I gonna remember them off the top of my head? Let's see. There's like a there's a draw five. Oh shoot! I didn't call it up. Um, I I don't have the characters off the top of my head. Uh, Isn't this what you really come to the podcast for? For me, like fumbling and figuring out what I'm going to say, not hitting stop on the recording, but in but rather just accepting that sometimes. Um, we have to riff until we can navigate on our browser and get to the announcement of the Uno deck. So here it is. <laughs> um, there's some like clever pairings in here. You know, there's the Sharing Squirrel, which is a new invention where if you play the Sharing Squirrel, the next player has to post a, uh, or you no, know, when you take. A... Can you tell it's been two weeks since I've recorded this podcast? Okay. Focusing in, uh, there are there are special edition gameplay cards. The sharing squirrel is where you take a selfie with all the cards in your hand, and you have to post it on social media with the hashtag #vfriendsuno. So that's sort of like a, a content play, and also maybe not the best card to have in your hand because you have to reveal. Um, but like draw four dinosaur, draw two emo, reverse robin, skip tick. Uh, draw five giraffe and wild wallaby are the specialty cards there are 17 characters featured in it and it was sold for $25 plus shipping in batches up to 10 and one of the things that got people most excited about this is in addition to being the first V friends cards there's collectible cards within the collection as well so one of each of those 17 characters have a spectacular uh a spectacular print of which every pack is holding one. And they're divvied up into four tiers of rarity. The bottom tier, five characters. The tier three, six characters. Tier two, five characters. And in the most rare tier is just a single character, the Gary B. Spectacular. And in the announcement, Gary was very excited, not only this being the first trading card, but wanting to see... People send their cards off to be graded by PSA and other card graders and resold on eBay, thinking there's an arbitrage there. So that drove a lot of demand. They sold out within an hour and then were reselling on eBay for anywhere from $125 up to $300 per $25 pack uh, immediately. Uh, A couple things about this. Gary shared that he did not personally buy any of the cards and they sold out before he was able to. So... Probably one of the big buyers on the secondary market will be Gary himself. And also, being that it's a corporate agreement with Mattel, they are not releasing the amount of packs that were manufactured. But this is a one-time only thing, limited supply. If you got it, you got it. If you didn't, the secondary market is yours. There's no opportunity in the UNO decks to get a VFRIEND 1 character But there are going to be other trading cards coming to the BeFriends IP, and Gary said that would be soon. The following day, they did a surprise collaboration with Anwar Carrots, who is a uh, streetwear apparel designer uh, born in New Jersey, operating out of Los Angeles. This is a great little short film with the two of them at the LA Vayner Media Office, and they released a t shirt and a hoodie. like a cool sort of like royal blue hoodie not gonna lie it was kind of a shit show because i think nordstrom didn't really understand what they were dealing with i personally went to nordstrom to pick it up in person i wanted that sort of romantic experience of seeing something V friends branded on the rack Uh, but it turned out they didn't time the sale in store or online so by the time the 12 p.m uh launch hit on that day the the Nordstrom website was already already completely sold out, and in person they had had the the product on the shelves the previous day, and there was only one T-shirt available at the store I went to in New York City, so I know a lot of people were disappointed, but at the same time there is um, th- this is another way, although maybe not intentional that paying attention in the vFriends Discord server gives you an outsized advantage in participating in the vFriends project because this was posted the night before on Instagram and had you just searched vFriends on the Nordstrom website where it was announced the collaboration would be, uh, you would have found that product page. So just a little push. I know not everybody has time to spend all day in Discord, but it's, it's a good place to hang out uh, ask questions and get answers and otherwise um, stay plugged in because as we move forward, we're going to see with book games and version two more and more alpha being dropped in that be friends discord. And I'll do my best to um, to provide it to you here, but I just want to put it out there. Gary did confirm on the note of discord activity that leveling systems in the discord do not have any planned benefit. Uh, right now, it's maybe more of a vanity metric. There are some unlockable permissions that you can get in the Discord for commenting in server and leveling up. But certainly, the 100 level prize is not going to be a V friend. And Gary said that there's not currently a plan for rewarding people who have uh, achieved high levels in server. OK, moving forward. Into VCon, just a couple things here. Gary confirmed today that there will be a wine tasting type of event at VCon. He's previously confirmed Empathy Wines will be there, so I imagine those will be correlated. And there's also going to be a garage sale slash card corner area. So that, along with his all-day-long selfie booth, where he's going to be signing and hugging and shaking hands and taking selfies, that's basically the extent of what we know will be at VCon, outside of the speakers so this we got a huge announcement with speakers um on the 20th more than a week ago now so on may 19th to the 22nd at us bank stadium in minneapolis minnesota there's a huge set of names that were released and i think there's a lot of expected names here in the likes of tom bilyeu who's on the vayner speakers list um a lot of artists that Gary has been supportive of in the NFT space like Sarah Bauman of Women and Weapons, Danny Cole of Creature World, Mumbat, um, old homies of his like Kevin Rose. Um, but there's some that really surprised me here, like the writer director Kevin Smith and uh, Deepak Chokra, Chopra the, of the Chopra Foundation and the sort of mindfulness guru. Um, and, and a few musical artists were also debuted. And, and all of these artists we've seen on the Monday to Monday playlist. So it does really feel like a family event in this way. Like a lot of people in uh, Gary's inner circle. Like some more h- highlights are Beeple, Charlie D'Amelio, and Dixie D'Amelio, uh, Jesse Itzler. Um, there's still a lot more people for, I have to do my homework and figure out who a lot of these people are, but you can see uh, all of these names are an image on the vFriends Instagram. But the better view, if you wanna really get to know who these people are, cause they're, they're not going to be, you won't be able to see everybody speak, right? There will be simultaneous stages at vcon.co the the website for vcon there's a a nice interactive website with images and information about every speaker um from banks jaden stipp bex uh isaac wright all these people are listed here with the little bio um subjectively i think it's really aesthetic and nice and it it makes me feel more it makes me feel like i can actually get to know these people beyond a name so super interesting to see what artwork or projects they're affiliated with and what have you, so go ahead and check that out. This list that we received, I didn't count it, but it looks like maybe 30 speakers comprises less than a quarter of the overall lineup. So Gary said this is less than 25% of the people who are speaking at VCon, so a lot more to look forward to in that regard. Last couple things on VCon, Uh, there will not be any virtual access. Uh, This has been repeated a few times. So FYI, if you can't make it to VCon, you won't be able to stream it, but there is going to be a mechanism for you to sell your access. And we haven't gotten the details about how this is going to work, but the latest is that it's coming soon. It's in development. It's almost done and should debut in quarter one of 2022. So my top speculation about how this is going to work is either they are going to do some kind of nft version where you can uh you get a, a like almost like a mutant serum drop you get an airdrop of your vcon access and then that makes it very simply to open sell on the market and there can be a verified collection so everybody knows they're getting the right token if they do go that route please make sure you're watching for announcements in the discord because it May be announced ahead of time, and you don't want to find yourself buying a fake ticket. Uh, but still, the mechanisms on how they would verify ownership at the door, or if you RSVP, or what that would look like, are sound like a headache to me, and haven't been revealed. The alternative system, which I'm leaning toward right now, is the way that Flyfish Club, which is a project we discussed briefly, I'll mention it now. Flyfish Club is the first. NFT and restaurant offering from the VCR group, which is a restaurant group that Gary V is a founder in, uh, with Chef Capone and Rodolitz. Forgetting his first name right now, but uh, VCR Vaynerchuk Capone and Rodolitz. Um, this Flyfish Club is going to open in 2023, and the only way to get access to it is to hold their NFT. If you're interested in that, the Discord for that is opening on January 3rd ahead of the uh, the public sale on January 11th. There was a private sale in, a couple weeks ago on December 15th, uh, which sold out. And uh, the remaining tokens will sell on January 11th. The price of that is uh, still TBA. But the only way to get into that restaurant is with that token and then you can make a reservation and bring whoever you want with you. But on the website, it says that there is a leasing contract that would allow token owners to set a price and a lease term for someone to actually rent their token, temporarily own it. And once they've finished using it, the token, in this case, the Flyfish Club membership through the smart contract would be sent back to the original owner. So it stands to reason that because the dev team overlaps between Flyfish Club and VFriends, that they would use this same leasing contract to not have to sell your VFriend token, but actually lease its ownership to someone who wants to use the VCon access. And then once VCon is over, it would be automatically sent back to the owner's wallet. A little bit of speculation there, but uh, just know that VCon access is going to have a market. And if you hold your tokens in the next, I think six to eight weeks, we'll hear about the details and mechanics of how that's going to work. Okay. Moving forward into book games. This is a... Big topic of conversation. We got multiple announcements about it. And there are certain things, being that it is currently December 29th, that you need to be aware of if you're expecting these book NFTs. So I'm going to cover the time-sensitive thing, the announcement of IMX, and then we'll go into some of the hints and some of my own speculation. So they've released a book checker. And it's very, very simple. You go to vfriends.com slash book dash checker, connect your wallet, and you will be able to verify the number of tokens that your wallet is receiving. And if that number is inaccurate, there's a green troubleshoot button where you'll be able to fill out a form with all the information, proof of receipt, wallet address, and whatnot, and they will change the amount for you. The other reason you might fill out the troubleshooting form is if you want your tokens now sent to a different address than you originally signed up for. I know there's been a lot of questions about when will i get a response from the troubleshooting form and as a moderator i can tell you that the team is working as fast as they can to get back to everyone the website is being updated as they go and it's most important that you fill out your troubleshoot form before the 31st and they will make sure it gets taken care of before the launch of the tokens on january 10th could be a day or two earlier but january 10th is the latest the tokens will airdrop um, but you won't be able to fill out the troubleshooting form in the new year. So really just make sure you you handle that. You're, you're still going to be eligible for your token drop if you don't do the book checker, but you won't have an opportunity to change if the amount is wrong. So um, FYI, please be aware. So speaking of the airdrop, all of these tokens are going to launch on Immutable X. And this is something I've shared with you for weeks, but we got an official announcement from vFriends and a bit of a 101 about what is a Layer 2 solution and how does it work and why it might be a benefit for this. So in on a practical notion, with a supply of 125000 it's simply practical for them to save on that gas and in the airdrop of all these tokens to however many tens of thousands of holders there will be. But for the consumer side, that means no gas fees for buying or listing or trading or transferring of any kind, so long as they remain on the layer two. You will be able to port your tokens onto layer one and sell them on OpenSea, but there's a big red flag here. And I, I'm, I'm having trouble seeing the value proposition of doing that because... If the tokens are moved to layer one, they can no longer be played in the games. So all of the details of what the game is has yet to be revealed. And today even, Gary was coy about confirming whether or not the details of the game will be released before the tokens are released. As far as I can tell, because burning has been confirmed again and again, Gameplay in book games really just means burning your tokens. And the big question remains, why would we burn the tokens? Um, So let me dive into some... And and again, that'll be a gas-free transaction because it's on IMX. But if you port onto OpenSea, that's a one-way street. You can't port it back and then burn it. So effectively, the way that tokens are burnt from the game supply i guess there's there's two buckets of supply right there's the existing tokens that could be on layer one or layer two but the tokens that are eligible to be played are only on layer uh i'm sorry i think i misspoke uh going back you can port to layer one but it's a one-way street there's not currently an authorized function to port back to layer two and and the marketplace will happen on tokentrove.com layer two but the burning will happen on vfriends.com, and only Layer 2 tokens can be burnt. So if you move onto OpenSea, you're actually removing it from gameplay maybe forever or at least until there is a authorized solution to port back, which there won't be next week when the tokens release. So a few things that Gary has said about... Uh, book games in the last couple of weeks that are interesting. So he said book games are tricky because it can accomplish a lot and that there are a lot of different tokens. And in the same Q&A, he said book games will get some into VCon 2022. He said, depends on luck, but someone might have bought one book games token, AKA 12 books, and could miraculously find themselves holding a V1. Oh my God he said there will be massive book burning and book games tokens uh, book game tokens burning that is so so clearly like that's that's amazing somebody could have spent 360 dollars and find themselves with a 30 to 40,000 token okay but what about for the rest of the people who don't get these lucky tokens and only in the last day have i been starting to wonder if there's going to be a vcon access in the game that like today, Gary was asked how many version one V friends will be available through the book games. And he said, he doesn't know yet. And when I first read those comments about somebody could miraculously find themselves with version one and him previously saying book games will get some into V con. Well, I, I I considered those as one opportunity that some may find themselves going to VCon because they're getting a V one but then i remembered that gary can change his mind and add to the utility of this project however and whenever he wants and there's nothing stopping him from because i keep racking my mind about what is going to be so valuable like what is the carrot on the stick that distracts people to quote unquote paperhand hand, and burn their tokens too early not hold them for the future of the games because games are meant to be played forever and obviously like if there's if there's a token that immediately becomes a v1 it kind of stands to reason that you can maybe burn for a v1 and how many tokens you have to burn i may i feel like it would be hundreds right like for the for the big whales who are playing but there has to be something also for the smaller fish like people who have one two five ten tokens what is going to be the value proposition for them and I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if, especially as they're talking more about VCon access being sellable, if they're open to people going to VCon that don't have tokens. And that is like a big offering that that encourages a lot of people who would otherwise buy a VFriend to go to VCon. Now they can buy book game tokens, which would be less. But you know, what price that's set at, how many tokens that would be, and if that's even a possibility is all speculation on my part. But I found it very, very interesting. And the, uh, the thing that really put it together for me was a post that I made on Instagram yesterday where um, VFriends actually provided me with this content, a, uh, a texting conversation with VFriends. Some of you may have seen it. It's, you know... It's, an, it's a fake texting conversation, but it's texting back and forth, answer, answering some basic questions. What is book games, it's on layer two, yada, yada, yada. And then one of the last pieces was, and Gary has even said that it will get some people to VCon, but it didn't say it will get some people version one. And so, I don't know, I'm going on a rant here of my own speculation, but um, the point being, gameplay is going to be burning tokens. I feel very sure about that. What I'm not sure about is what the benefits are. Are you going to burn tokens to get a higher rarity? Is it? Is it? um, What? What is it? What is it that is going to like encourage the burning of the supply? Because over time, that's going to be like the big benefit of holding. Is you're going to have this asset that is more and more scarce as people burn. Okay, moving on. there's one more aspect of book games that leads us into version two, which a lot of people are looking forward to. And that is Gary has suggested it's going to be very hard to get a version two if you don't have a VFriend one or a book game token. And he's talked about this in a couple different vague ways, basically saying that you might have a book key that could get you a free version two or a mint pass for version two. And, He's also said that holding book games at the right time, not burning them, but holding them at the right time could give you an advantage in getting version 2. As a reminder for everybody, version 2 is a high-supply, low-cost entry into the VFriends IP. It does not have utility, no access to VCon, but it does seem like Gary's doing something special. There's going to be some kind of surprise. Maybe it's not in the utility category, but there will be something about V2 that I think is special and new, that will drive demand. We were expecting it quarter one of 2022, but in the last week, Gary has said it'll be middle quarter one. Cranach said that it won't drop in January. And most recently, Gary said that he's thinking more and more about April as a release date. So it seems like February to April is the range. We might see V2. It will cost $1,000 or less in Ethereum. So it will be layer one, unlike book games on layer two. Uh, version two will be layer one. We also confirmed this week that you can purchase multiple at mint, uh, that you won't be able to buy in, in credit cards and there's no whitelist. They're working on concepts in Gary's words. But if you have a V VFriend one, you're going to be, you're going to have a huge advantage. You're going to have a separate kind of advantage. If you have a book game token and he gave a range. He was asked on a scale of one to 10, how hard will it be for V friend versions? People who aren't holding either of those collections to mint a version two. And he said six to seven. So it's going to be harder than not uh, relatively difficult um, to mint a version two if you don't have book games. So what does that mean for you? If you're listening to this and you don't watch book games, it's anybody's guess what the floor on that is going to be. Obviously the market is going to set that and, there, people are gonna be very bullish on those tokens, but there will also be plenty of people who just want their liquidity back. So um, I, would, I would be very, I would be paying attention to that market if you're saving up and stacking to get into vFriends version two. Okay. Honestly, that's the bulk of it. I'm gonna do my best to keep this podcast under 30 minutes. So here we go. A couple of hints from Gary that were interesting. He was asked if there's going to be further utility for cores versus very rares. And he said, no, flat out. So I don't know if this changed over time as the price of VFriends skyrocketed, or if rarity was always a long-term play for Gary and there wasn't meant to be utility, but simple collectability. But he said there's no utility for the different rarities. And today in the spectacular chat, he told them you will win the most always. So, this is a little confusing. Like, it, There's not a practical like, identifiable benefit in having be- different rarities, but your token is objectively more rare. And with these being collectibles, that matters. Spectaculars are one of one, cores are one of 20, and that will matter in the long tail. In the same way that he has said fives and signatures and hearts will matter in the long tail. But right now, it seems like that's going to be an artistic thing, a collectability thing, and not a utility thing. But remember, at the same time, Gary is in control and he's said to the gift goats, if ever he sees the market and there's something that he doesn't like, he can add utility, he can make a change uh, because he is the central bank and he controls the project. So interesting to get a clear answer on that, but I think that's going to be a long-term play for Rarity. Um, on the note of Candy Digital uh someone asked when will we hear about the role of candy digital in the v friends universe and gary said it's a subtle little thing you'll see in 2022 and he previously said that there would be some connection to v friends too with these candy digital sweet futures tokens um and and also said that it was years away but now it's a subtle thing in 2022 so um no real clarity on that but it seems like a tiny snowball we might get some details but candy digital has also been quiet recently as they've released a new roadmap and are uh, building up to the release of their own internal marketplace so fyi if you're waiting for the candy digital or if you're buying candy digital nfts to have an advantage i don't know that it's quite so serious seems like there's a better advantage in buying book game tokens for v2 than candy digital tokens which makes sense personally um, on the note of the first gift goat NFT, the gift goat enters the creature world, Gary hinted that there may be a future utility. He was asked what it, the utility is, and he said there is none yet, which is kind of interesting. Wonder what that will be. Um, and then two fun things to sort of round off the, the V Friends news. Um, right Click Give, which is a large uh, charitable organization, received a... Core Go Gracious Grasshopper uh, from Gary, and it's sold for fifteen point five wrapped Ethereum, which is about where the Go floor is right now. But um, that was a fun moment in be friends. And more dramatic in a recent podcast um, that was taken from a, a online four Ds, a digital deep dive with Gary. He was telling that group that. A large hedge fund offered him a substantial amount of money to purchase ten percent of the vfriends IP. And you just have to listen to it. It's like it's so interesting to hear him talk about this. He ultimately said that he didn't take the deal because he just doesn't like it. He doesn't like it came up because someone was asking about when should you take on partners and sell equity in your company. And he said, never if you can help it. And he told this story that has a j, his brother, like super jazz that this would be. So amazing. We provide a, a bunch of capital to VFriends, access, I guess, to whatever that hedge fund can can open doors for. But he just doesn't like it. And he went so far as to not even reply to the email offering uh, from that hedge fund. So if you thought Gary V was bullish on VFriends and himself, you're still underestimating it big time. So that's the friends, news. I'm going to make just a brief comment about the airdrops going on in the space, and then we'll wrap it up. So I just wanted to quickly address these two things as I'm sure you're seeing them in the space. And um, I have not personally reviewed the contract to know that SOS or gas token, which are these free airdrops, are safe, but I can tell you, I myself have claimed both of them and I know people who have claimed and converted them to ETH just fine. I'm personally holding mine, um, but none of this is financial advice. I just want you to know, if you're seeing SOS or gas on Twitter, yes, there's nothing in the contract that that would suggest it's a honeypot or uh, a a malicious contract that is sort of attracting you as free money only to uh, compromise your wallet. It's perfectly safe to claim the stability of these coins, and whether or not they have a long-term future is a whole other kind of conversation. But I wanted to just clarify two things for you. Number one, as far as Twitter can tell, and you know, I'm following tweets from people who are actual developers and who can read these codes and who have published threads on why and how these are safe to claim. Both SOS and gas token are safe to claim and trade, that's fine. Um, There's a little speculation that certainly gas token, what is like a very low effort offering. And at the end of the day, the developers might be getting the most benefit from these drops as people bring liquidity into that market and you know at a moment's notice could dump so please be very careful like certainly gas is a token i wouldn't although this is not financial advice i wouldn't recommend buying into uh, because there's not a lot of legs on it right now but i do want to clarify that it's that it's safe on the same token um both of these airdrops should you claim them are considered ordinary income for your taxes and i've done multiple podcasts and videos on taxes recently specifically relative to the United States because that's where I know the best although I'm no tax expert but I just want people to be aware that for most jurisdictions these airdrops are considered ordinary income so if you claim $1000 worth of SOS it's not $1000 free money it's $1000 minus your percentage tax bracket so if you're 20 or 30% then you're getting $700 right at 30 percent and the reason that you need to be careful and aware of these things is if let's say you claim your sos token and it's worth a thousand dollars your tax rate is 30 you, you you set aside three hundred dollars for that um for that taxable event and you're letting the, the other 700 ride or maybe you're letting it all ride and you're planning to pay the taxes of that first claim event when you sell it down the road But if the token tanks and your SOS has gone from being worth $1,000 to now being worth $5 and you sell it, well, you've now realized a loss from your cost base. I can already feel myself getting into the weeds, but your cost base being like what you, the ordinary income that it was valued at when you claimed it, but you still owe taxes on the original event. So just be aware that um, while it is being talked about as free money, free money is still taxed. And um, I just don't want anybody to be blindsided by that. If you want more information about the taxes, it's not tax advice, but I did put out some podcasts on it recently. uh, Or you can ask me questions. I actually think we might be doing another Twitter space on the topic um, next week. So with that mouthful out of the way, that's... 95% 95% of everything that happened in the space today. I hope this was informative. I hope I was able to point you to something that you otherwise missed over the holidays. I hope everybody's healthy and safe um, and and finding themselves uh, motivated, otherwise focused, happy, or optimistic going into the new year. This is our last weekly VCAP before 2022. Kind of remarkable. We're We're still some eight months into this VFriends journey and it's been quite wild. Um, so I'm just tagging the podcast with a bit of gratitude. Thank you so much for listening as always. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm the heart trooper number seven. This was a weekly V cap of the last two weeks from December 15th to December 29th in the VFriend space on the Jeremy knows podcast. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye.